Well, hello everyone and welcome to Ring of Tyranny. I'm your host, Alan Johns, and you are listening to the only WrestleCast in the hashtag WrestleCast Nation. Hosted by an ex-truth teller such as myself, we welcome you to the show. Thank you for joining us. Um, hey, I'm coming to you again. We've got a, got a ride into town. Uh, we're in the farm, the truck, uh, running some errands uh, from the uh, organic farming operation. My daughter's organic farming operation somewhere in Texas. I'd rather not be specific. And again, you are listening to Ring of Tyranny now. Ring of Tyranny is generally uh, brought to you to bring you the very best in uh, professional wrestling news and opinion, but sometimes we we uh, we stray a little off the beaten path, no pun intended, beaten, you know, beating people, beating each other up is what normally, anyway, uh, not, sometimes we we uh, we stray off the beaten path a little bit, and, and that's what we're going to do today with this episode. Um, this is, uh, you know, from the pop, we've, so... If you, if you haven't been keeping up with us, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bore you with the details of, of the uh, of the podcast. I'm not gonna you know I don't need to necessarily talk about uh, the space alien that interfered with my prior truth telling operation, massive operation that lasted about a decade and had a website, had a forum, had had uh, uh, thousands of listeners, was a number one rated AM radio show in in our little uh, county there out in Base County. Uh, that was interfered with by a space alien who brought it down and stole my voice for two years. My voice disappeared. I couldn't do anything. I'd lost my operation. My daughter set up this organic farming operation, and uh, I basically sat there watching the WWE Network. I watched every Bret the Hitman Hart. I watched as much wrestling as I could and got in touch with my first true love in this life, my, my first true hobby, uh, profession, watching professional wrestling anyway. And, uh, you know, if, if, uh, if you want to get more familiar with the details of that story, you can listen to the 40 or so episodes that constitute season one of this show. Um, since then, uh, we, my wife and I decided it would be okay for me to start this WrestleCast. As long as I didn't, uh, you know, do any truth-telling, it would be okay for me to do this WrestleCast. And that alien known as uh, Dweebus, previously known as Skinner, Curryman, Christian Cage, Sammy Callahan, um, all those great things, Ernest the Cat Miller, um, we figured he wouldn't bother us because I'd just be talking about wrestling. Like, why would a space alien out there in outer space... Uh, care about some guy talking about wrestling, whether he used to have a prior truth-telling operation or not. Well, well, uh, uh, um, in order to make a long story short, and once again, if you'd like to make a long story long, go ahead and listen to the 40 or so episodes that constitute season one of this show. Uh, But in order to make a long story short, um, that space alien uh, started to come and demand that we cover WWE. You know, we started out with the WrestleCast, and uh, I did have to return to broadcasting. I've got it in my bones. I've got it in my blood. I'm a third-generation broadcaster, first-generation podcaster, and uh, we did return to broadcasting, and that space alien did return to interfering with with uh, our operations, demanding that we cover this and that. Um, just generally screwing up the show. He would uh, interfere and make his own little predictions. Anyway, that's neither here or there. And uh, we still do have the email address if you'd like to send emails, ringoftyranny at gmail.com. That's R-I-N-G-O-A-F-T-Y-R-A-N-N-Y at gmail.com. And you can send us your emails, your questions, your concerns, your comments. We do appreciate hearing from you. It's been a little quiet on the email front these days, not as many emails from the flat earthers or the square earthers or the triangle earthers or the Pentagon Earth experience, otherwise known as the P people. And I am thankful for that. And I guess that maybe that's just uh, that's just a uh, feature of these new years that we're entering into this new era 
this is season three, if you didn't notice on the previous episode, which was another ride into town, and that's basically when I'm going to be recording these, are these rides into town. It's very early in the morning. It's about six in the morning. It's October 8th, 2019, and um, I'm coming to you with an episode a little bit off the beaten path because, you know, things have changed even over the uh, the period of time that we've been doing this podcast. When we started this podcast, we were covering quite a bit of wrestling. We were covering WWE. We were covering Impact. We were covering MLW Fusion. uh, And uh, from then, we would cover being the elite. Uh, We were covering the trajectory of AEW, otherwise known as the incarnation of the American Dream Dusty Rhodes, um, taking on the uh, incarnation of the Evil Empire uh, via Vince McMahon. Um, at the WWE, you know, Dusty Rhodes getting his, uh, his revenge that so many of us, uh, you know, would probably benefit from seeing, um, these two incarnations go at it and the right incarnation winning, but, uh, that's neither here or there. Another thing we started, uh, covering was, uh, some of the law shows and since, um, you know, I mean, basically what happened is the dweebus, the space alien interfered in our show so much that I decided to relent and make peace with him. Uh, he was helping the RSS feed owner that uh, of this RSS feed that we use to bring you these podcasts. He was he was getting to him through our executive producer, Bernie Prezito, who used to bring you this show, tirelessly used to bring you this show. Uh, Dweebus was getting to the RSS feed owner, and they were writing a little book about our previous experience together that I was not privy to. I had no you know, say and what went on, what was going into that book, unfortunately. And uh, he was still interfering with the podcast. So I decided to relent. I decided to agree to give Dweebus his own segment covering WWE on this show, which, uh, you know, would have been fine. Probably would have brought us uh, some more listeners. Maybe. I don't know. There's only 100,000 or so WrestleCast out there covering WWE exclusively that you can listen to, but maybe someone would have appreciated those recaps. Anyway, um, that's when the men in black showed up. The men in black with their black helicopters and their black cars, they showed up at the uh, organic farming operation somewhere in Texas. I'd rather not be specific. And they swarmed and then they showed up at my door. And that's when I met FDI, Federal Department of Investigation Special Agent Clinton, who, um, you know, over the course of the weeks, we got to talking. We got to, yeah, I'm not a bad guy. Special Agent Clinton can see I'm not a bad guy. Special Agent Clinton could see that you know, this this space alien Dweebus, a.k.a. Sammy Callahan, a.k.a. Ernest Cat Miller, a.k.a. Curry Man, had contacted me. Um, you know, he may be FDI, but he can tell when someone's unaware anyway. You know, as far as, as, far as I know, uh, I'm saying as far as I know, from our government announcements and from NASA and whatnot, uh, we don't have the comp- capability to contact a space alien life form such as, uh, such as Dweebus, whereas, you know, Obviously, he has the capability to contact life forms such as us. I mean, he came to Earth, he uh, took the form, he took a hidden form, and he stole my voice, and he ruined my truth-telling operation, and uh, he was threatening to come back to Earth again. That's why I gave him the uh, the WWE coverage segment. But now that seems to have held him off, and uh, Special Agent Clinton can see that. Special Agent Clinton also did provide me with the uh, DEB, the uh, Drug Enforcement Bureau, uh, grade throw lozenges that are uh, obviously clearing up my voice. He told me my voice was grating and annoying and um, testing his patience. So he gave me those throat lozenges and that's why my voice sounds a little different now. If you remember, I kind of sounded like this before uh, when I was covering uh, the WWE and and whatnot. But uh, 
Another thing that happened was we put out this tweet. So we've been watching, you know, with basically the WWE coverage was overwhelming. And when I decided to kind of lean off the WWE coverage, that left a big entertainment hole in my life. I mean, if you keep up with every show on WWE, you're watching bare minimum uh, six, eight hours a week. And then there's extras, you know, if you're watching Edge and Christian's show of awesomeness, which is probably worth you know, more of your time than most of the, most of the wrestling itself. I mean, that's good. If you're riding, watching ride along all these shows on the network, you're, you're adding, you're adding lots of time to your schedule. You're taking a lot of time out of your schedule that could be spent doing other things. And so, um, I had ended up, I started watching, uh, some law and order SVU, some Chicago PD. These of course were shows that, uh, special agent Clinton and I could talk about. These are shows that Special Agent Clinton and I did talk about and talked about even more after he gave me the throw lozenges um, that made my voice uh, tolerable to him. And, uh, I mean, basically, uh, we were starting to watch a little bit of Chicago PD before uh, the podcast uh, had gone off the air. We've been off the air for about a month, and it is a pleasure and a joy to be back to you. We do hope that that, uh, you didn't suffer too much waiting for our you know, missing the very best in professional wrestling news and opinion as we purport ourselves to be. Uh, but we are back. Um, and, uh, you know, this, ep- we're going to kind of do different episodes. I got these rides into town and, um, I can kind of cover whatever I want. So I think today what I'm going to cover is, uh, the first episode of Chicago PD season seven, which started this year, 2019. Uh, I don't want to give away too much, but we are, uh, returning to the show. First, I want to give a shout out to our patron, our beloved patron, TEC Bid. We are sorry, buddy, that we didn't, uh, we weren't here um, for you. You know, uh, I imagine you you were in a hospital the last we heard. You had been attacked by the Pentagon Earth Experience who thought that uh, when I called you a wackadoo, they thought I said wackadood and they whacked you up, beat you up. Um, you were going to sue me. And uh, that was the last we heard. But uh, we see that you are still contributing, sir, and we do appreciate that. Uh, you know, we, we're not totally sure who you are. Uh, I've accused you of many things, I know, but we have been appreciative in these trying times of your donation. And so we do want to play uh, the uh, TEC bid song. TEC bid, thank you for your bid. TEC bid, thank you for your bid. You commented, but you made history with um, Alan and Bertie. So thank you, patron, our first patron. <laughs> so that, of course, was the TEC bid uh, special song that we wrote for our beloved patron. And if you want to join a uh, bid, if you want to become the second, if you want to become the third, even the, the fourth uh, patron uh, contributing to the show, you can do that at uh, HTTP. Uh, call one slash slash patreon.com slash ring of tyranny. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash ring of tyranny. R-I-N-G-O-F-T-Y-R-A-N-N-Y. And uh, you can go over there, join bid, become a patron of the show, help this operation. You want us to do more uh, coverage. You want us to have more shows. All you got to do is throw a little bucks at us. It ain't free. Uh, I've got to work most of the time. That's why I got to squeeze these uh, podcasts in uh, during my drives into town, which may not generally be very safe. I probably probably won't be able to do forever. I don't even think it's it's the best idea, really, but I do want to cover in this episode Chicago PD Season 1, or sorry, Season 7, Episode 1, and maybe one day we'll go back. Uh, Couldn't get Bernie to do it, folks. I haven't haven't been in touch with Bernie in a while. 
Uh, it's been some time, you know, when things are hot down here with the FDI and the DEB, we got to keep it, got to keep it on the down low, but, um, he is doing well as far as, as far as I know. Um, Chicago PD season seven, episode one. So when we left off, uh, Hank and the gang, Hank Voigt and the gang were, you know, they were trying to stop a mayoral candidate, uh, Captain Kelton, uh, who was uh, a captain in the Chicago police force. Um, and he kept instructing them to do certain things that Hank felt was uh, distracting them from catching on to his his connections, his, uh, his schemes and his goings-on, dealing with uh, local Chicago drug dealers and whatnot. They were starting to find little little signs here and there that Kelton was connected to all these drug dealers, and somebody shot Kelton at the end of uh, season six there. That was the season six finale. Maybe one day we'll cover the rest of season six, but what had happened in the season six finale was someone had shot Kelton, and you thought, you know, you saw Hank uh, Voigt driving in the car uh, after Kelton uh, was seen shot, and you thought, maybe Hank Voigt did it, because Hank Voigt's done a lot of crazy things, and maybe Hank Voigt really was capable of shooting uh, Kelton there, because he thought he was so bad with the uh, connections to the drug dealers and whatnot. That's what they made it feel like. Uh, that became very apparent. That's uh, not what happened. Uh, but um, there were some other unanswered questions. So uh, Ruzik took the fall for something that Antonio Dawson did. Um, and uh, Hank Voigt was very upset with Ruzik for doing that. But Ruzik was trying to take the lead. Uh, you know, Ruzik's kind of been a bit of a loose cannon himself throughout these uh, seasons of Chicago PD. And he was trying to take the lead, take the fall for one of the other brothers on the force, uh, for one of his uh, his family members that, you, you know, your little... Your little police squad becomes your family in a, in a lot of these shows anyway, and, and I would imagine uh, that's based on some truth in real life. And uh, Ruzek was trying to take the fall for uh, something that Antonio Dawson did. He pushed a drug dealer out the wind, out a second story, third story window, and um, internal affairs, at IAB, they were all over uh, the Chicago PD unit. So. Ruzik got out of prison. Somebody who paid his bail. Somebody pay. I can't remember who paid his bail, but Ruzik was on the trail of Dawson in this episode in the season premiere. He was trying to find Dawson, and all he was finding for were little pill bottles everywhere. Because as we saw at the end of season six, Dawson had uh, reignited his uh, his his uh, flame of addiction with uh, painkiller medicine, and uh, that's what had gotten him into trouble. He was super high when he uh, knocked the. Um, knocked the drug dealer out of the third story window the the, the thing that you know uh they they didn't want dawson to get caught on pills after he knocked the drug dealer out the window so Ruzik took the fall and said that he had knocked the drug dealer out the window and basically internal affairs never believed him and was trying to arrest him and that's where we are with season uh seven so we found out hank voigt was uh, taking Dawson to a rehab facility, a rehabilitation facility for his drug problem. Um, I have read that uh, the actor who plays Antonio Dawson, I can't remember, John Seda, I believe is his name, uh, he, he has quit the show. Um, and that's kind of what we're seeing in the show. We've got some new characters and we've got some old characters that are kind of stepping to the forefront more. This happened in the past couple seasons. Yeah. Oh, oh boy, excuse me, folks. It is early as I tried to uh, spouse, and, and it is uh, it is early, and I am driving into town, so I do apologize if I yawn here and there. I am a little tired. It's about it's about 
20, 6.30 in the morning, so it's still dark outside. It's getting cold as well, which, you know, for for, for a guy getting older like myself, um, sometimes when it gets a little colder like this, you feel like a big dog. You want to snuggle up. You want to snuggle up and get warm in, in your bed. You don't want to get out, but I'm out, and I'm in this truck. I'm, I'm, beating, the, I'm beating the rush here, so it's still dark while I'm going out uh, to get us some water and gasoline and, and whatever other things you... You know, needing a zombie apocalypse at a at a farming operation somewhere in Texas, which is what we're yeah, well, we're running out there under my daughter's orders. Anyway, um, uh, I, uh, I'll have to get back to you to what the I mean, I'll, I'll put the name of the episode in, in this episode. I, I'm sorry, folks, I don't really have notes. I'm, I'm holding the steering wheel here, um, but uh, Chicago PD season seven episode one. Uh, you know, Trudy's there uh, at the station. There wasn't a whole lot. Oh, oh, excuse me. Excuse me. There wasn't a whole lot at the station um, uh, this episode. But, yeah, we did see Hank Voigt uh, when we saw him driving in that car in the middle of the night after Kelton was shot. Uh, and um, the authorities are basically looking for Hank Voigt. Hank Voigt's their, their prime suspect. Um, and... Uh, you know, basically, uh, Ruzik goes on this trail looking for Dawson and always finding their little empty pill bottles everywhere, you know, assuming Dawson's just taking pills, driving around, and, uh, you know, avoiding uh, going to rehab. And so we find out eventually that Hank Voigt was taking him to rehab, and uh, uh, we get a little more, um, you know, this was happening in the previous season, but Kevin, uh, the... Uh, 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 officer on the force. They probably had the least screen time in the previous seasons. He's kind of stepping up. He's, uh, he's, uh, trying to find, um, he's following some leads on Kelton's killer and they're trying to find Kelton's killer. And he's running into some, some suspects. They're fine. They're following a suspect that had some bad, uh, bad blood with Kelton. Something went wrong with the, with the shady business deal that Kelton had, which was the reason Hank Voigt thought that Kelton was dirty. Well, Kelton was dirty. Uh, we do find out in this episode for sure that Kelton was... Well, we found out at the event. Anyway, uh, Hank Voigt didn't do it. He was taking uh, Antonio Dawson to rehab. And Kevin uh, talks down another guy. You know, he kind of did that. You don't want to do this, bro. You don't want to do this, bro. He put down the gun. We're going to talk this out. We're going to talk this out. Kevin has those eyes. Um, he has those eyes that can convince a criminal uh, to stop doing anything. Um, and he's done that quite a few times. He, he hits him with the eyes, and he hits him with the, you don't want to do this, bro. And that uh, criminal, I think his name was Sneaky Pete, something like that. Um, he puts down his gun, and he goes he goes with them. But he didn't kill Kelton either. And they're trying to find out who killed Kelton. And uh, eventually, they find out uh, it was Anne Hache. And Anne Hache was a kind of a superior captain in the, in the previous uh, season who... Um, you know, was going to bat for, uh, for, um, the unit, the Chicago Voights unit against Kelton. Um, and Kelton was driving her crazy, crazy enough, I guess, to shoot him. And so, uh, Hank Voigt figures it out. Halstead's there. Um, and, uh, yeah, basically, uh, they see Voigt, oh, oh, excuse me. They see Voigt leaving, uh, Halstead. And uh, I can't I can't remember the blonde lady's name. She took over kind of for for Sophia Bush uh, for Aaron, um, and uh, she's there. Um, and uh, 
they run in on Anne Haitian. They try to stop, uh, you know, Voight basically talks to Anne Haitian and Halstead and the blonde girl run in on Anne Haitian. Uh, she's, she's about to kill herself and, uh, they stop her from killing herself and, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what happened. They, they arrest Anne Haitian for killing, uh, Kelton and go back to the station and then Voight's very upset with Halstead for kind of overset. Voight basically, Voight left Anne Haitian there. He was going to give her an hour. Uh, to kill herself, which is kind of weird. Um, and he says if she wants to kill herself and her blues instead of going to jail, that's her right. And Jay Halstead had no right to arrest her instead. And Voight's very upset about Jay Halstead arresting her. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what happened. So, um, that was the end of the episode. And Voight basically ends with Voight telling Halstead if he wants to be, uh, the Hank Voight of the team, He's gonna have to leave and find his own team. Uh, otherwise, he needs to do. He needs to follow Hank Voigt's lead, which I, I mean, I didn't think it was very clear. I mean, Halstead's just trying to do his job, and uh, he's a good cop, and Voigt's kind of the shady cop. So we'll see if Voigt makes it another season. Um, you know, it looks like we've lost a, a couple cast members, uh, even ones, all the ones that were introduced. Oh, excuse me. Uh, all the ones, all the cast members that were introduced last season, Anne Heche, um John C. McGinley, who played Kelton, and the actor who played Bunk in The Wire, of course, went to jail uh, for his wife instead of his wife. He took the fall for his wife, and he's in jail now. So we're not going to see him either. Uh, and some of the other actors, have put Lady playing Burgess and Kevin, are stepping up to the front, uh, you know, to take the take the lead on this thing so we'll see where it goes uh um you know uh tied up some loose end not really sure what they're going to do with this season we did see episode two maybe we'll try to episode review episode two uh tomorrow morning but that was chicago pd season seven episode one uh review and uh i hope you enjoyed that Uh, as far as i know we're that's the only chicago pd review um uh in in the wrestlecast well it's not really hashtag wrestlecast nation so um uh, that's pretty much it i did want to mention something about about wrestling and this is in the hashtag wrestlecast nation uh our hashtag wrestlecast nation salute of the week is going to conan's keeping it 100 with conan joe feeney and the disco inferno we do listen to this podcast every week this wrestlecast it is very important to us to catch this wrestlecast every week but uh uh, there's a little bit going on over there where the Disco Inferno is starting to talk about trolls and fakes and things like that. And, and, and we are going to send in an email. Uh, you know, they've been doing things as of late uh, that are pretty good, calling out the trolls and fakes. And, and we noticed there's a lot of this going on in the WrestleCast Nation. There's a lot of fakes. There's a lot of people putting on personalities that aren't necessarily real. There's a lot of people who put up their, their podcasts and then create fake uh, Twitter accounts um, in order to promote the podcast from multiple accounts, which is not, uh, well, it's dishonest. It's dishonest, uh, in the first place. And, um, it's just not something that we necessarily, uh, here at Ring of Tyranny that we approve of. You know, if you can't get your podcast going based on your own personality, then maybe you shouldn't have a, a podcast or a WrestleCast out there. And that's something that Disco Inferno is addressing, and that's something I, I may start addressing because we do have a history on this show of uh, people pretending to be other people. We have a history of people pretending to be people that pretended to be other people, and sometimes people pretending to be people that pretended to be other people that pretended to be other people. And, we, and those people that pretended to be other people that pretended to be other people that pretended to be other people, that sometimes they have... Uh, 
Um, you know, I mean, it's, it's been a regular occurrence that people that pretended to be other people that pretended to be other people have chosen people that pretended to be other people that pretended to be other people. Um, they were che- choosing people that pretended to be other people that pretended to be other people that chose people to pretend to be that weren't necessarily the best people to pretend to be. And we've called them out on this show and we've tried to say that if you're going to pretend to be somebody that pretended to be somebody else or even somebody that pretended to be somebody that pretended to be somebody that pretended to be somebody else. You should try to pick somebody that pretended to be somebody that pretended to be somebody uh, that pretended to be somebody that did something good in this world, um, at the very least. So you're not pretending to be somebody that pretended to be somebody um, who did something terrible. If you're going to pretend to be somebody that pretended to be somebody that pretended to be somebody else, why don't you pretend to be somebody that pretended to be uh, somebody that pretended to be Thomas Jefferson instead of, uh, you know, pretending to be somebody that pretending to be somebody that pretended to be someone like... I don't know, a space alien that doesn't have the uh, capability to Google and spends his time in outer space or wherever the heck it is he resides, interfering with some Earthling's uh, wrestlecast just because he doesn't like it. Anyway, folks, that's the show for this morning. We do hope you tune in. Stay tuned for more. Email us, Ring of Tyranny. That's R-I-N-G-O-F-T-Y-R-A-N-N-Y at gmail.com. And uh, send us your questions, concerns, comments. Go to patreon.com and join Mr. T-E-C-Bid, our beloved patron, uh, sending us some bucks and financing the show. We do appreciate it. And, uh, you know, may the good Lord uh, uh, put a liking to you. And suplex you real soon. Good night.